Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, hello, hello. Lately, I have been talking about self-love and everyone that knows me knows that the theme of my podcast is living your best life. And I absolutely would give anything to see people live their best lives, love themselves more. And today I have with me the self-love queen herself, Charlotte. Thank Hi, you. Charlotte. Thank you so That's much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so to me, you're the self-love queen. Introduce <laughs> yourself to the guests. Thank you. Yes, so, and I'll accept that. <laughs> but yes, well, my name is Charlotte Louis. I'm a self-love coach and owner of the Center Me House. We create a clear and easily accessible path to emotional wellness and stress relief for women. And our focus has always been to help you in connecting more with your body so that you're able to allow your mind to serve the rest of your body uh, in a way that is alignment with your success, the success that you desire and your highest good ultimately, right? And so I believe strongly that our emotional wellness is the seat of our mental and physical health. And so when you are you know, forging that deep connection with your body, then, you know, the sky's the limit. So um, what I do focuses primarily on helping my guests to uh, build trust with themselves first and foremost, and to always keep it real. And the keep it real method is something that I created at the Center Me House to help my guests learn how to process their emotions. And so we, uh, we facilitate workshops, classes, virtually and in person. Uh, Every week uh, we do Keep It Real Coaching, which pretty much talks about, you know, how to process your emotions going through each part of this, uh, the Keep It Real process from reflection, from reflection, um, expression, acceptance, and letting go. And then once a month, we'll do a virtual class on one of the six curriculums that I've developed in the Center Me House, whether it be on the Keep It Real method or in our advanced material on stress management with building a self-love routine and understanding how stress impacts the body from a muscular, hormonal uh, uh, nervous system, uh, all different kinds of ways that the stress me- uh, impacts the body. We cover it in that, um, that curriculum in our self-preservation curriculum. So we we're just about really helping to educate our guests and our community on the many different ways that you can love yourself. So it's not just about, you know, how you feel and how you look, but it's more so about having this understanding that you are the creator, you are in control. And it's, it's really a decision moment by moment process, a, every decision process that you can be conscious of in the present moment in your life to really align your life with the success that you desire. So we are looking for mind, body, spirit alignment inside of the Center Me House so that you're able to see the life that you deserve, you know, that best life, you know, I like to call it the highest life. And so um, that's, that's the work that we're doing. And I've worked at, you know, colleges and universities. I've partnered up with organizations, sororities uh, to really just get this self-love awareness message out there um, because emotional wellness is 
our birthright. Wellness is our birthright. And self-love, I believe strongly, is our freedom. Absolutely. You know, um, you've said so many things. and um, <laughs> I tend to know. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am all all for self-love. And there was a question I was going to ask, which, by the way, you kind of answered. You know, a lot of people, when you talk about self-love or living your best life or living your highest life, like you said, a lot of people think of the outward appearance. They think it's about clothes you're putting on or the places you've been to or things like that tend not to look at the inside. And that is where the real work is done because irrespective of what you're putting on, what what is going on inside is eventually what's going to make or mar you. So, you know, a lot of people mistake self-love for vanity. Yeah. By the way, I, absolutely. I think a little bit of vanity is also important. <laughs> but... but but, you know, a lot of people um, mistake self-love for vanity. Um, I was speaking to someone earlier. Some people um, mistake self-love for being selfish or not empathic. But I say to people that for me, when I love myself, you should actually worry if I don't love myself. Because if I don't love myself, I can't love you. Exactly. Exactly. Because you can't what you don't have. So, you know, um, and I I mean, I like the way that you've articulated um, the whole journey. But a question I always ask is, how did you get here? Why self-love? Why did you, you know, what led you down this path? Yes. So without trying to take up too much time, because it was definitely a journey, um, I... I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher, like literally since I was a little girl. When I first started school, I knew that I wanted to teach. Um, And as I, you know, grew into school, um, I just got even more excited about the opportunity to help, you know, others. And that's what it what it kind of transformed into, like me just wanting to help others. But I kind of lost that because as a child, I was sexually abused for a significant amount of time. And so because of that, that's when my depression started. And you fast forward, you know, through my teenage years and early adult years, I was in and out of toxic relationships. And just like you were saying earlier, when you don't love yourself, you can't possibly love anyone else. The way that we treat ourselves is a direct reflection of how we treat other people. And so I was always in these toxic relationships because I was deeply insecure, depressed, and I was either, you know, people pleasing in one and, you know, being physically, mentally, verbally abused in another one. And so it was always, I was always in a dark space without knowing that I was in a dark space. I felt like that was just life. And so after I became a mom, that's kind of when things started kind of taking a, I started taking a little bit more notice of myself um, just because now I'm, you know, having to take care of this whole nother person. And, and, um, 
and my son really made me realize that there was just more to life. And I knew that I hadn't experienced real love before because I couldn't really describe what it was that I felt for him. And so I'm still, I'm steady growing, steady trying to figure out, you know, who I am as I'm trying to raise this child. Um, but I'm in this toxic relationship, this abusive relationship, and it was, it just was not working. And it wasn't until it had got really, really bad um, during my pregnancy with my daughter that I had a uh, mental breakdown. And that's when I first started going to therapy. Um, and And I realized too that my pregnancies, every time like afterwards, I would have this really bad um, postpartum depression. And so I wanted to get ahead of it And when I started going to therapy after I had that um, situation happen when I was pregnant with my daughter, I just I was asked a question by my therapist and she this was right after my uh, first session with her. I'll never forget it. She said, you know, Charlotte, do you think that you have um, any connections with your emotions? And I thought that was a really wild question to ask somebody because I'm like, I'm the only one in here. Who else is going to be connected to him? (laughs) And so, but I didn't understand that at the time, I didn't understand that you could really cause a disconnect between your mind and the rest of your body. And, you know, your emotions are felt through the body. They're processed in the brain, but they're felt through the body. And if your brain doesn't want to receive, then there's a disconnect that takes place. And so this was my trauma response, you know, of, of being, you know, abused so much in my life. And then, you know, having this, uh, this uh, people pleasing habit, you know, always being in these toxic relationships, you know, I made a habit of compartmentalizing my emotions in a very unhealthy way. And so whenever I left for the last time that relationship, um, because when I had my daughter, I just knew I didn't want her to be, you know, repeat the same, you know, uh, life that I had. And so, so I moved away and that space, really gave me time to just notice myself a little bit more, right? I started going to therapy more and um, another defining moment happened in my life where this was a year after I had became an entrepreneur full-time because I had my own hair care business and I had an injury that um, left me un- unable to walk. And so I broke every bone in my ankle And quick story about that. I prayed for six days for patience. And on the seventh day, I broke every bone in my ankle. And I was praying for patience because I felt like, you know, God, my business is doing good. I'm, you know, I'm actually making the money that I, that I set out to make. And I don't understand, like, why am I not happy? Like, I'm not happy. And then, you know, me not, you know, understanding myself. I just thought maybe it's just because I'm not patient. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the happiness will come eventually. I just need to be patient. And so once I broke my ankle, that's really what triggered everything because I couldn't distract myself with my business anymore. I couldn't, you know, 
fake it anymore. Like I had to sit with myself. I had to notice who I am. I had to have those hard conversations with me. And that's what really just kind of pushed me into studying. I remember that year like it was yesterday. I I read maybe like 26 books on self-development, spirituality, um, just so curious and just under like really felt, I, I felt like I was finally understanding myself. I was finally understanding the world around me. And that's when the, um, the, the dream that God had put in me as a child to be a teacher started to resurface. And that's when I was just like, okay. Cause even when I was in college, I was a math major a terrible tutor. I could not teach math to save my life. And I was just like, this is not working. How am I supposed to be a teacher if I can't teach the one thing that I'm good at? <laughs> and so um, I, I had to, I had to conquer a lot of imposter syndrome to really embrace what I knew was for me as a self-love coach. And so um, I just kept on practicing, kept trusting myself. And I I just started building, building classes. I started building curriculums and I just started, you know, continuing to practice what it is that brought me to that point, you know, making sure that I was meditating every day, making sure that I was journaling, making sure I was keeping it real, you know, and so that whenever I come into a space, it's not that people, it's not what you see on me. It's what you feel within me that is going to resonate with you when I'm, you know, teaching my classes. And people tell me all the time, like, it's what they, it's the energy that they feel from me. You know, I could care less about what it is that you see on me. I want you to feel this wellness on me. I want you to feel this self-love in me. So I, my practice is my priority. And so whenever this was last year, when I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I, it was my practice that kept me grounded and kept me moving forward. And next thing you know, I started booking schools and organizations, <laughs> but it definitely came out of, you know, I had to learn how to love myself before I realized, you know, what it was that I was supposed was purpose to do in this life. And I'm not saying that when somebody learns to love their, so they're going to want to teach self love. That was just my purpose. Right. But I do believe that yeah. when you learn to love yourself, you fall in line with what it is that you're supposed to do. Absolutely. So, so yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, it's funny because I always say to people that when I'm choosing a coach to work with for myself, mm-hmm. I I choose a coach that I think has gone through what they're teaching me how to go through. Yeah, and it's important. And Experience all, is important. And also in my own coaching practice, I work with people to help them overcome limiting beliefs like imposter syndrome and self-doubt, self-loathe, you know, fear mm-hmm. of failure, fear of success, and things like that, to ultimately live their best lives. And this is what I have been through. So it comes natural to me, of course, added with everything I have learned in the in the in the past few years. So for me, and I'm very big on being authentic. So I want to say things to you that I want to teach you in a way that I have read it, I have learned it, and I have practiced it. Exactly. So, so it, I mean, it's easier for me. So I can, I can, um, I can identify 
with um, where you're coming from. So now you were telling me about the house, Sinami. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the Sinami house. And I'm curious, what is it about? So when I first when I first started coaching, I was coaching in recovery homes, rehabilitation homes, and um, group homes for women. And I loved the atmosphere so much because we would always be in a house. And I would always be like, I come in the house, I'm like, all right, everybody, let's go to the kitchen table. And we would always have these really amazing conversations around, you know, self-love. And then I would break them into one-on-one sessions. And it really inspired me to see more of what I could be doing as it relates to self-love and not just coaching, but more so like giving an experience, right? So I was talking to a coach one time and she was just like, you know, Charlotte, when I think of self-love, I want to feel it. I want to experience it. And I was just like, everybody does. (laughs) So I was like, what are you saying? And she was like, I just think that you should create more of an experience because I love what you're talking about, but I want you to, I want to see what happens when you create an experience around it. And so that always had, that was always in the back of my mind because I was just like, okay. So that's what kind of inspired all of the uh, activities and the games and the QA sessions that I have in my workshops because I really want to make an experience. And so then I was just like, you know what, what if I created a house where women would be able to come in and not only get self-love coaching, but actually be able to practice release and replenishment. Because I really believe that when you get to know your vessel, you understand that there is a necessity to release daily and to replenish yes. daily. And so I wanted to create a house where women could come in and have the opportunity to stay while they practice releasing and replenishing by way of, you know, body work, like uh, massage therapy, yoga, sound healing, uh, intimacy coaching, and things of that nature. And so that they're able to, and even, you know, down to just stillness, guided meditation, Um, and just being able to return home to their highest selves. And I believe that your highest self is the version of you that is present. You know, I always say one of my affirmations is now is where I'll always find me. And so now now is where I'll always find me. So like whenever, because I, one of the ways that I teach um, emotions is that they're always going to take you on a ride. They always will. You have to, one, embrace that ride, but you also have to be aware enough of yourself to know when it's time to get off. And so, yes, our emotions can take us away from the present moment, you know, temporarily, but we are in control. We can always find our way back home to the now. And that's where I'll always find me. So, <laughs> but um, so, so yeah, I'm growing. Um, so while the Center Me House is now virtual, it's a virtual experience because you get to come inside the Center Me House every week for Keep It Real Coaching. And once a month, we'll do a virtual class um, on emotional wellness or stress relief. But the event that we're having in August in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
is giving our community those, you know, first taste of what it's going to be like to be inside the actual Center Me House resort that we are uh, striving towards. So we're really excited about it. So I'm going to make sure that I visit. <laughs> yes. I'm going to make sure I visit. So, you know, um, throughout your journey before you got to this point, because I mm-hmm. know that going through um, self-doubt, procrastination, whatever limiting belief it is, imposter syndrome, is even when you've heard the right things and you've been told the right things and you read it, it's not like you sleep and you wake up and it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) There's a process. Um, What's the one thing that you did and you recommend that our listeners can do that is practical, that they can they don't need any other person to do it, and they can do it immediately after listening to this. Absolutely. Um, there's so many, because you know, I specialize in, in showing people the many different ways of self-love, and there's just so many creative ways that you can incorporate it in your life. I would say though that the most impactful is to invite stillness in your day multiple times a day. And I do it by way of a check-in. I call them check-ins. And during a check-in, you want to ask yourself purpose questions like, what's the truth? What am I feeling right now? How many emotions am I feeling? You know, and being able to sit with yourself, identify what you're feeling, breathe through it, and, and then also identify what are your needs? What do I need right now? And so these are different check-ins that you can do throughout the day to just ground yourself. And in they're especially effective when you're doing, when you're going through transitional periods, right? So if you're at work and you just got off of work and you're going, go to, going home, well, I would insert a check-in right there. Because that's where you get the opportunity to let go of work, release work, you know, find out what it is that I need right now. Am I feeling anything that I need to release right now? So that when I go into my living space, this sacred space that I have built for myself, I'm bringing myself in it and myself only. And so. Not yourself with baggage, right? Yes, yes. And so checking in with yourself, you know, one to three times a day is going to be so, so transformational for you because you're just going to start noticing yourself. And it's it's like literally five minutes, not even five minutes. You could just sit, take a few deep breaths. What do I need right now? What is true? You know, because sometimes we'll be experiencing emotions that are triggered by thoughts from past yeah, So what is real? What is the truth? You know, what is what is right now? You know, what do I need? You know, identify your spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, environmental needs. You know, what do I need right now? And this is not only going to help you in being more uh, aware, self-aware, but it's also going to help you in practicing um, meeting those needs for yourself. 
you know, yeah. and that way you're not depending on other people to hold your emotions for you to guess, you know, what's going on with you. And if you need the support, if you need support, then that's something that you can identify during this check-in. Like, okay, what I'm feeling right now is so intense. I'm going to call my coach. I'm going to call my therapist. I'm going to make an appointment, you know, and that way you have a solution, you know? And so these check-ins are so essential. You can do a check-in when you wake up in the morning, you can do a check-in before you go to bed, just so that you're not you know, going to sleep with anything on you. This is just many little ways that you can release and replenish yourself throughout the day. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Charlotte. And um, I'm sure we will put um, the cinema details underneath the post, underneath the podcast. Sure. Thank you. I've had an amazing time with you. Thank you. Likewise. Okay, guys, see you guys at the Sidami House. I'm out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo. Mm-hmm.